I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Stompcast. Uh, you're joining me with Joe Sugg. We're wandering in Sussex. It's a beautiful day. It's an autumnal day. We're just walking past a pumpkin which has been... Uh, fantastically carved into a quite a scary face. I'm sure that'll be lit later. Halloween has passed, so uh, maybe time to get rid of your pumpkins, people. But is it like Christmas, where with Christmas trees you'll get rid of it after a certain time? Well, it's bad luck, isn't it? You've got to have yeah. got rid of it. But I don't know what happens if you don't. I think my mum used to say we have to take it down, otherwise you've got to keep it all year round, which seems a uh, a little bit extreme to have a Christmas tree all year round. Otherwise, Father Christmas won't come yeah, next, next year. It won't come next year. You'll get cold, or as my parents would say, you'll get reindeer poo. Which, as, worse, a, as an eight-year-old child, I was well into that idea. I thought that'd be really cool. I can be pretty sure in saying that there are a few stompers amongst us who are wearing shoes that don't stay comfortable for their whole walk. If that's you, listen up, because this week's episode of the Stompcast is sponsored by Fitflop. Fitflop is on a mission to empower us to move better and feel great. And to do so, they've designed all of their shoes to be lightweight and made with our bodies in mind. So say goodbye to your clunky old pair and hello to Fitflop's range of biomechanically tested dream shoes. Try and say that one in a rush. When I first wore my Vitamin FFs, I immediately noticed the cloud-like cushioning. They're really, really soft and honestly so comfortable. It really feels that like you're walking on air thanks to the contoured footbeds. Like all the collection, these stayed so supportive and comfortable the entire time I wore them. This is due to the biomechanical engineering testing that all Fitflops go through. No matter who I'm stomping with or where we're walking, the one thing I always know that I need is going to be comfortable shoes that whole time. I mean, I can go even longer on my stomps. Make sure to head to fitflop.com to choose your new stomp-friendly footwear, available for all genders. Let's talk about your, your new book. I think what's, you know, I've been, we're the same age. Yep. I've been, you know, I've seen you kind of as I've grown up. I've seen you on the YouTube, you know, and yep. I, I say, I call you guys, I think there's a, quite a group of you who are like the original YouTubers, yes. if you like. You grew with the massive growth of the, of the platform. And, and, but what I think is different with yourself to I think a lot of YouTubers is how you've diversed into so many different aspects. I mean, you know, you've done so many different things that's like strictly on mainstream media. You've also yeah. like started gardening. You've now got your book. Yeah. And as someone who actually does quite like to juggle a lot of stuff myself. I like that kind of doing different things. How, how has it all happened? Is it, has it been, you've intentionally ended up doing a lot of this stuff? Has it been like learn as you go along? Because I guess when you started YouTube, you probably didn't expect it to be what it is. No, that's the thing. So it's, we're going back now 10 years in time, which is in YouTube, social media land is quite a long time. It's right back at sort of close to the beginning of that, that sort of platform. Yeah. Um, and I was very fortunate because my sister, was kind of in a way paving the way for us with that, the whole YouTube and sort of turning it into a career back then. But even then it was still very early days. And so giving it a go and getting into it, I never, I never knew how long it would last for. So for me, you know, I, I went into it, I used to be before that I was a roof thatcher. So I was an apprentice roof thatcher, 
learning to thatch roofs. Which I love, which, by the way. Yeah, I love I, that you know fact what, about was, you. I was... love that you were learning to thatch roofs. <laughs> so that, uh, now, like, meeting you, and I, I, that absolutely makes sense. But yeah. if, you didn't, <laughs> if I didn't have this kind of chat with you, I wouldn't... You'd be like, what? Thatching roofs? It's like, yeah. not what you'd necessarily expect, <laughs> no. to be honest. Exactly. So, so I thought, do you know what? I'll give it a go for a year. I got to the point where I learned the craft, I learned the trade, and my uncle sort of said, do you know what? It's best to give this a go now for a year or so, see how you get on. And you know, if, if it doesn't work out, you can always come back and yeah, work for me it. again. So I was very um, lucky that I had a good boss in my Uncle Gary. Um, shout out to Uncle Gary. Shout Uncle Gary. And then, uh, so I thought, you know, I'll give it a go. And I remember at the start sort of being worried that I was like, how am I gonna, because at the time I was doing one video a week and that was it. And I thought, how is this gonna become a full-time job? I don't actually know how this would work. And then it got to the point where it slowly got bigger and bigger and just sort of snowballed a bit. And I moved into London, lived with uh, a friend and co-worker of mine, Casper, Casper Lee. Another, um, another huge YouTuber, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, this, and, so, and then that, that kind of moment of us becoming roommates and work, creating content together just sort of exploded in that time, sort of 2014, 15. 16. How many subscribers did you have at that time? Um, the so 2015 time. I feel like up to around sort of 2016, 17 mark, I was on about 7 million subscribers, <laughs> I think. That's absolutely Which is, it, yeah, ridiculous. It's, back in those days though, it was just, it was a weird pocket of time where we were just growing exponentially and, and it was just, it was just crazy numbers that like nowadays, because the platforms are a lot more saturated and now it's become you know, people can now see the route to get into it and they know what, their, what the capabilities are and what the outcomes can be. Because bear in mind, 10 years ago, when going into sort of YouTube and social media, we didn't know what the end goal was yes, because sure. no one had sort of done it before. No. So there was no one to compare us to like you would if you were trying to get into singing or yeah. acting. You can look at the sort of, I guess, the A-listers in those industries and, stuff, yeah. and use that as a, as a sort of... Um, a marker. A marker, yeah, to get to. Yeah. Whereas for us, we didn't have that. So... It was, uh, it, we were all sort of like, um, I guess winging it. Well, I certainly was anyway, just sort of winging it and seeing how far I can get in it. And, but also sort of um, going to your point about like diversifying what we were up to and, and things and trying different things. That was quite important to me because, because of that factor of not knowing how long this will last for. Um, but also I'm quite a curious person and I, you know, I've always loved the idea of working, like actually working in, di like in different areas yeah. and you know, having many strings to the, to the old bow, I guess. I, I like that. I think try. I think I'm someone. I, I understand myself much more now than maybe in the past. And kind of going through a process of. I was diagnosed with ADHD a little while ago. And I oh kind yes, of yeah. Going sure. through the process of really understanding what that means. And I think it makes more and more sense to me of different things I've decided to do. And I think my life actually makes a lot more sense than like yeah. how I also do lots of uh, you know different kind of things or try different things. I think there's do a real you have a lot joy. Of yeah, I kind of, I, I intensely get involved with hobbies. Like I said to you about the motorbike test. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm riding a motorbike. I was like, right, I want to ride a motorbike. And like, I'm all into motorbiking. Then I'll be like, right, I want to do this. Yeah. I kind of really like immerse myself in something and then try something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind I know of what mix you mean. around. I don't know about you, but yeah. mix around. What, um, what, was your, what was your first video? What was your first YouTube? My, do you remember recording it? Yeah, I do. I do remember recording it. Yeah, my first video was just an introduction to myself really. I think I was very lucky again that I, I studied it for a little bit before getting myself into it. So my sister yeah. helped me a lot, you know, to begin with. She lent me, she actually edited my Zoe first two first videos. Yeah, she Zoe. Yeah. She, she edited, my, edited my first two videos and lent, lent me her 
equipment, lent me her camera. It's so a good it's like, sister, really, actually. Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I, I mean... A lot of sisters like, no way, you're not allowed to yeah, do this. Get out of my that's room. The thing. <laughs> and she was actually very sort of... Her and, and her boyfriend, Alfie, were very... Um, you know, they were like, Joe, you should get into this. It's the sort of thing that you enjoy doing anyway. Yeah. Give it a go. And um, so I'm very lucky that they were kind enough to sort Encourage of, you know, you give well. me a bit of a foot up in, into the space, really. How did you decide um, what, like, yeah, so what, what was your first video? How did you decide why, after doing that, well, you said the introduction, but like, yeah. how, like the first few videos, what did they look like? And how did you then decide which way to go? Because you kind of did a lot of different kind of content, really, didn't you? Like, I think your content different times went left and right. Yeah. How did you kind of decide what to do? Um, it was, it was, it was really sort of following like, I, I guess they weren't even really like trends back then, but there was certain like, uh, it was the word they use, like meta of like, what does well. So back then it was kind of like the top 10 things that annoy me about cinemas or <laughs> the top 10 things that annoy me about school and things like that, which, um, you know, was, that was kind of like how my content started off. Uh, but then I realised slowly that people actually just want to get to know you, yeah. Um, which was quite kind of a new thing because you don't know them. So it's like strangers on the internet sort of thing that like they get to know you, yeah. which is quite interesting. Um, but yeah, it was People weird... like to have like a real connection, don't they? I think YouTube is a... I find YouTube fascinating. I think partly because, again, I was that age. I grew up with YouTube. And in fact, I watch more YouTube than I do of anything else. Like yeah. that's actually the main platform I consume. Yeah. More than TV, I'd say. I've yeah. been probably watching Formula One yeah. on the TV. <laughs> I don't really watch a lot of other. I, I watch YouTube. You know, I follow yep. um, motorbike um, accounts. Um, to like I said, to van life is my oh, yeah, obsession at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I just really because you feel. I think what it is, you feel that you are with someone in a very intimate, connected way. And also the content, like TV, is so rushed. Things a lot more fake a lot of the time. Much more produced, yeah, a lot more. YouTube's produced. just there with you. Feel like you're in the van. Yeah. Checking out like the coastal roads of yeah, YouTube's Australia a lot more, or whatever. YouTube's a lot more raw, I find, and to a degree, it has a real authentic edge to it, especially in the beginning anyway. Nowadays uh, on YouTube, you've still got that rawness and that all that kind of stuff, but it's also got... Um, it's quite produced now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's the levels now, yeah. It means YouTube... A lot of YouTubers, you'll see with the van life videos, you know, they're yeah. probably so nicely shot. Oh my gosh, like and, cinematography, you know, like yeah, exactly. drone shots and stuff. Yeah, so now it's like, it is competing with, with, with TV on a massive scale and, you know, everything really. It's a, it's a huge platform now. What do you, what do you see the future of, of YouTube? Because, I mean, you, you kind of, you've got a company that involved in management and kind of spotting yeah. digital talent, yeah. right? You've got, obviously, your book, we'll talk about that in yeah. a minute and things, but you, you're not doing as much intensive of YouTube as you used to. Is that fair not, to yeah, say? Yeah, not as much. I sort of... Because um, at one point, you were really, like, doing a lot of it, really, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, you, you know, know, at one point, I was, um, I was actually making constant... Um, it was almost daily vlogging. Yeah, I, I, try, I, you know, I tried to get into that. Isn't and it that was, crazy, though? Is I, that too I did, much? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, for me, like... I tried it, and it was it was just not the one for me. I, I couldn't stick it. Yeah, it consumes your entire like you. You then wake up in the morning, and you're thinking, okay, what out of my day is going to be the, the thumbnail, the title, the content there? And it, then you're not actually living your days. Your days, properly. You're doing it for the sake of Building, chasing yeah. views and and money or whatever. So yeah. which which for me is not is not the goal. I'd rather just do stuff that I genuinely love. And I think. For me uh, on YouTube, I still I still love it, and every now and then I still pop a video up and stuff of just things that sort of I really enjoy. Mm. But also just sort of I mean I still consume YouTube probably more than anything else. Yeah, what do you um, watch on YouTube? What's your favourite? What do I? Stuff? Oh, do you know what? It, it's 
it's great. Like, I guess the algorithm sends, yeah, do you know, what? a lot of, a lot of sort of like relaxing content like that, like people that live in, um, like you say, I still, I follow all the van life stuff as well. And, and that kind of, it's a form of escapism really. Um, but I also follow like all my friends that still, still do YouTube and people that I've met on through YouTube. I still follow what they're up to. And, and also like, I think, because I also, um, have a production company myself. Yeah. We're, we're aiming to be like a hybrid between like what I know from YouTube and what my team know traditionally from the sort of television space yes. and sort of creating what, what we think could be the next, you know, a good way, good shows that people could enjoy in an online platform. That's such a great idea. But also, you know, sort of bringing what great about online to television as well. That's such a great idea. Um, so I'm watching a lot of YouTube just for like research as well and sort of finding out what makes someone have, a, have an audience. Like what, what is it about them that attracts an audience? What is it about them that keeps an audience there? Because even for myself, like when people ask me, like, how do I get so many followers? I, at the time, I just didn't know. I was like, I don't know what. Do you know? Do you know why now? Do, do you um, have like an insight, like from that professional aspect and looking retrospectively? Because it's YouTube is a. It's interesting because I've, I've got a. I mean, I've got a YouTube account. I've got a hundred thousand yeah. subs, so it's not, not 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 a huge number. I think I remember watching. Did you do up a house once? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that. Actually. I did. I did a lot. I use it mostly yeah. for. I did. Yeah, a little bit of house renovation. Yeah. But a lot during the pandemic because it was yeah. a great way to give long format advice yeah. on what was going on. Um, but it's really hard because you have to, I don't know, from what I've seen, you have to be so consistent. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, if you drop off consistently, I haven't posted a video now for like three or four months. And yeah. you're, you just killed your, you killed your engagement, haven't you? Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And it can be quite, once you're sort of off the treadmill, it can be quite hard to get back on it. And I always used to go by the three C's. So like consistency is really important. Yeah. Collaboration is really important. Working with other people that have that sort of drive and that same interest as you. And also creativity trying to bring something that's completely new which is really difficult in this hard, man, day and it? age yeah. it's very difficult but if you can take bits of what you love from what you watch and then put your own spin on it then you've you know you've got a recipe for for success and is it, is it one of those things that people say like you've got to do like a decade now like we're you know like low views for like a long time and then suddenly it peaks off or do, do you think you can just become viral these days still? I, I think it, it, it depends on what the content is I mean like if you're it's never been a better time to have a niche, I yeah. think, online, because niche is now sort of, you know, you can find people that enjoy what you do. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, with nowadays, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a fine balance, because if you, if you feel like you're really passionate about what you're doing, and you would do it anyway, regardless, yeah. it depends, like, what your motive is. If it is to become famous and become rich, chances are you're not going to stick at it. If, you, if you're not getting the results straight away, there's more of a chance you'll stop doing it. Yeah. And it's just a waste then of your time. Whereas if you genuinely are passionate about what you're making, then, then whatever happens, then, you, happen, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. You can look back and say, well, I made stuff that I love. Well, that's a, this is a lovely incline. We're nearly <laughs> at the top, guys. If, you, if you're wondering why we're slightly shorter on our sentences, it's because we have just done a, I'd say it's about a 10% you know incline consistently. That's not, that's not even the hill. This is the hill. This is the hill. <laughs> it's a short, sharp, sharp attack up. So we're, we're you know stomping away. I've taken you the easy route as well. There's actually a steeper, there's a steeper Is there really? climb, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for um, <laughs> myself, but also everyone listening, otherwise we'd be out but, of breath and panting the but, whole time. But. I, I try and do this as often as I can, because I think there's something in, I've been looking into blue zones, where people, there's certain spots around the world where people live to 100. Oh, really? And um, That's fascinating. I think a part of it is obviously the diet, the social, but also the exercise, and a yeah. lot of them live 
at the bottom of a hill. So they, they walk up the hill every day to go and get their espresso or go and play cards with their friends. Keep fit. And I think it's something to do with um, strengthening the muscles well, of your legs, yeah. the veins in your legs as well. Well, the thing is that um, if you look at life expectancy, one of the biggest things, if you survive all the hurdles of your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, the biggest thing that kills you is usually cardiovascular disease yeah. or essentially falling over, um, you know, musculoskeletal decline and therefore causing like, like greater risk of infections or, yeah. you know, other illnesses that come with being more sedentary. So yeah. if you can keep active, keep your bone density high, yeah. keep your legs strong, keep your heart strong, yeah. you've got such a great chance. The number one cause of death, you know, in the UK is cardiovascular, cardiovascular disease. Yeah. Heart attacks. So if you stay fit, yeah. your biggest cause of death, you're going to give yourself the best chance to avoid it for as long as possible. Yeah. So and I'm we're definitely I'm doing that right now. I'm grateful for this hill, yeah. yeah. It's good motivation. <laughs> Talk to me about your book. Yeah, so, um, so I had the opportunity to write a book. Uh, if you grow. Might, yeah, grow. So it's... Um, we're growing right now. We're growing yeah. in uh, <laughs> stature and strength and spirit climbing this... And leg, leg muscle. And leg muscles, yes. <laughs> why um, grow and why the book and why now? So the book is a part memoir, part practical guide about um, finding, finding yourself in nature and sort of appreciating nature and disconnecting slightly from the world of social media, which is kind of ironic, obviously, because of my job <laughs> for the last 10 years. But... You know, it's not, um, it's not me saying it's bad. It's just trying to like help encourage people to find the right balance that works for them. Yeah. Do you feel that you had the balance right? Yeah. Oh, not for a long time, no. Because I, I hear you say, you described it as a phone addiction at some point, is that right? Yeah, definitely. I, scroll, I was a scroller. I was a... Um, Doom scroller. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and, it, was, and it, was, it was bad. It got to a point where I wake up in the morning and the first thing I would do is scroll through my phone. Um, and I'd go through you know, Instagram, done that, went through everything, go onto Twitter, go through that, go God, then go back onto YouTube, go through that, and then go back to Instagram again. Like and you're just wasting hours, and I'm, like, I'm not even out of bed yet. And I try and kid myself and say, oh, I'm, I'm researching, I'm seeing what everyone else is up to. But that's not always good. I think it's important to sometimes get the blinkers on and just focus on your own stuff. Like if that was going to be my question, is it an occupational hazard? And there's so many people now working in the online space, not just YouTubes, I've been talking about people that work for companies that have yeah. online presence. So is it a hazard of what you do? I, I think so, yeah. I, it's a blessing and a curse in a way, because it is important to sort of, to, to make me sound really old, surf the web, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's important to sort of be connected. And I think even during the last two years, it's been so, so good that we've got social media to stay in contact with like family and friends when we couldn't leave the house. Well, absolutely crucial, really. Yeah, but it's just finding that balance that's, that's right for... Because I hear you spending up to 10 hours a day, is that right? Oh yeah, my screen time was awful, yeah. Including everything, like going through every sort of social media there was, it was a stupid amount of time spent on my phone. Like I said, I would kid myself being like, yeah, but it's part of my job. But it wasn't spent uh, yeah. in the right way. When did you realise, okay, actually, this isn't good? Did, was it something you noticed, like symptoms of that, or like, um, it's a fact, or you just like, I just don't want to spend all this time anymore? It was. I think it was that thing of like trying to. It came like trying to get a dopamine hit of just endlessly scrolling, finding something that make me laugh, or finding something I could relate to, and then I afterwards I sort of be a thing of like, what did I actually do today? Yeah. That was for me that actually I remember. So I'd scroll so much 
and I go, what did I actually watch today? Yeah. I couldn't remember. Oh, God, and I was like, yeah. I spent all this time on my phone, but I can't actually remember what I was looking at. Even looked at, yeah. Well, it's that thing, isn't it? It's like when you really think about it, and I use this to try and help manage my own time. Sorry, everyone, I'm panting away. Yes, yeah, we're marching we're at the a really steep part of the hill. We're at the very steep part, unless you. <laughs> we're nearly there, Alex. You had no, we're not resting each other. We are very much on a steep hill. <laughs> I really think about the fact that when you're on Instagram, whatever it is, you're watching the, the past. Yes. It's all in the past. It's, yeah. It's often other people's history, not even your own. So yeah. it's worth thinking about that. Yeah. Because it's not in the present, we often think it is. Yeah. Because they actually took long t- like a long time to make that stuff as yeah. well. So it's, yeah, it's all things in the past. And If you're doing to learn and all that kind of stuff or laugh, that's fine. But yeah. I think as soon as you start for the sake of scrolling, yeah. then it's time to think about that. And that's the question, I think. Is it good or bad? I think the one thing we know is that there's a clear link between um, screen time yeah. and symptoms and anxiety and so on. So, yeah. God, I really am puffing. <laughs> We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Let's just focus the on the top. the hill. Wow, what a view. I don't want to turn around properly. Just get That's to the, top. the thing, yeah. This it's is gonna it's be worth, worth it. it. When you get to the top, <sighs> it's worth it. If you look push. that way, you can see the sea, look. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This is where we test the wind, <sighs> the wind mufflers. So I can see why you live a long time <laughs> if you live around here. Woohoo! We've done it. We did it, guys. We've made it. High five. Nice one. Bam. <laughs> wow, what a view. Worth it, huh? Oh my god, yeah. That's unbelievable. It almost looks like it drops off a cliff edge, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. Wow. See the windmill over there? Yeah, you've got windmills. And the sea so to this, your right. this South Downs, it goes from here all the way to Hampshire, I believe, like that way. Yeah. So you Let's can actually do a route, like a walking route. What is in the middle here? Uh, I think it's like an epitaph type thing. Yeah. Just congratulating Marker. you for getting up the hill. <laughs> Something to lean on while you pant yeah. for breath. Wow, we really, did it. You've got the sea over there. Like, you see the I three sixty, which is the that's the so that's bright, that's Brighton there. That's crazy, isn't it? It's yeah. not even that far away. No. Stone I mean, it's throw. a long way to walk. We're not walking there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm not popping down for an ice cream, but <laughs> it doesn't isn't that far away. It's not many places in the UK that you, you can have such a view like this. Really, this is why I love this area because you're so close to the seaside. Um, but also, you know, you're nestled in countryside, yeah. but you've got sort of access into London very easily, and it just seems to be like a good spot. I'd say it's a pretty glorious spot. Wow. Have you come up with your sunset? Yeah, yeah, Sun, yeah, sunset. Okay, sunset. I had my mates come down, sort of just post-lockdown, and uh, we went for a walk, and we went, actually went to those, those windmills there, yeah. and walked all the way along here, and it's like an Indian war memorial down that oh. way so we walked all the way down there and walked back and went all the way along there and down through this little town here and walked all the way back and it was just us like it was me and three other of my mates um a hip flask of whiskey and, and some supplies oh, and I, then I was recently getting into whiskey it's lovely yeah and it was it was so nice actually just to sort of walk and walk and talk with them after the last sort of two years um, it's it, yeah and people you open up a lot more when you walk oh yeah, yeah definitely yeah yeah it's actually do you know the other thing as well you know when we're stomping I've been listening. I think it's great. You know, I, I love marching. I love you know get that feeling of movement. But it's good to stop sometimes, isn't it? Because you yeah. can sometimes you can walk so much and just not really look at things. Yeah. But just to stop and just take it all in. Yeah. Let's start. Let's dive into the book a little bit. A little bit more. Yeah. Because 
you've kind of incorporated a lot of well-being, which uh, <laughs> which clearly is kind of my bag yeah. as well. Why did you have that combination? Because you, you kind of combined kind of a memoir and looking at life and experiences with kind of almost lessons as well is that yeah that yeah to a degree like lessons of stuff that I've sort of learned and things that I've sort of found that I think could could help people I think especially with with my audience you know a lot of my audience it's kind of unusual actually because my audience now is obviously from doing Strictly it's yeah. changed a lot but but also I do have or well, I did have you know a sort of uh, audience that sort of grew up with me from a young age to now they're our age, aren't they? Yeah, like in, basically into our age. Yeah, all the way up to our age. So I thought anything that I can sort of share that might be of help and sort of, especially in our sort of generation, because we we're probably the same generation where we grew up with, you know, on the cusp of yeah. digital, yeah, you know, sure. digital switchover and stuff. So like we remember like things like MSN and, and like Bebo <laughs> and MySpace. Dial up, dial up. Yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. we were right at the forefront. MySpace, yeah. Remember yes. a time before that, but also remember a time after that. Whereas, you know, generations below us, I think is you know a lot of them are growing up just with that digital you know yeah. digital tech in their hands and being able to have instant access to everything so i just sort of thought you know if i can kind of share what i've learned with someone and if it helps it's one of that, that classic thing like you know if it helps one person and you know i thought I, I hope it would be a book that people can sort of pick up and read yeah um you know put on the coffee table or whatever on their bookshelf and then every now and then go back to it and pick yeah. it up again and sort of just remind themselves to sort of take a break sometimes and look after themselves and not get too sucked in into the into the what can come from being online quite a lot it's an interesting combination because of clearly of what you do and you recognize that you know you're, you're, you are someone that's really amongst that well digital is big part of your entire life yeah but you've really had you kind of really touch well more than touch upon it you, you can incorporate a lot of like nature and like kind of coming offline yeah as well which sometimes people would be not surprised, and maybe in many ways it makes sense because clearly you you know if you're online too much and so on. But yeah, it, it, do you feel that's important to kind of share that message to a lot of people? Because some people really do. Some young people now spend so much time online; it's really detrimental to their mental health. And they go, oh, "Well, all these people have, and they're fine." Yeah, this is the thing. I guess they look at people like us and think, "Yeah, but they've become very successful from it." So I can understand why it might be used as a, you know a thing to stay online because that's where everything is and that's where success can come from. And but it's. I made sure in the book that you know for me it's not it's not a book of me going sort of in on social media and sort of biting the hand that sort of you know fed me for the last 10 years that's definitely not what i wanted to be because that's not how i feel about it it's more just sort of just sort of taking a step back from it being able to you know in the position that i was in to take a step back and just sort of analyze what i was doing and how i was using it and just sort of being like is this actually is this me getting the the best for me from this and the answer was what I sort of came to realize my balance was off yeah so I sort of and it's difficult it, it didn't happen overnight it was definitely a long process and it's something that I say to people that read the book is that you know it's not an overnight thing you're not going to get the tips and the things that I sort of share in the book yeah. you know they're not they're not necessarily going to work for everyone you know some people will take longer to understand it and to get into it and to get that into practice for themselves but I think it's one of those things where you know like I said hopefully it's something they can sort of dip into and and sort of help start that journey for themselves on trying to find the balance that's right for them and I think we've all got different balances of what we can sort of tolerate with online and and sort of getting out of the, you know some people they, they sort of come alive online and that's yeah. their real sort of escape so it's like for people like that if that really makes them happy and you know they they know deep in themselves they're they're happy with that choice that they've made and it works well for them then then fair enough but it's just for it's just sort of encouraging the conversation 
It's a self-awareness, isn't it? Like yeah. anything yeah. you do in your life, any action you take, is being self-aware of what yeah. the impact there is in yourself, as well as people around you as well, of yeah. course. Like it's no good being online the whole time and gaming if you've got your family to kind of spend time with. And yeah. not, you know. So it's about kind of that self-awareness, isn't it? And like yeah. what is this serving me? Is it serving me a good purpose or a bad purpose? Or am I misunderstanding the effect of this or, yeah. or whatever? I, I, what would you say then? Kind of what are your kind of top tips for someone that is going, listen to this, going, do you know what? I do... And let's be honest, most of us do scroll a lot yep. and maybe too much. How do you actually break that? Because these algorithms are algorithms. They this, work yeah. on dopamine centers. They work yep. on reward centers. How do you practically start to kind of stop doing that, basically? Yeah, so you're, they're designed to keep you on their, their app as long as possible. So it is, you know, you're sort of working against the sort of the geniuses from <laughs> Silicon Valley, who, <laughs> yeah. you know, who have paid the and big bucks to keep people. you on their yeah. app. So, yeah, no, I think... For me, where it began, and apologies for my wellies, by the way, they keep farting when I walk. No, but I just want to say that it's my wellies, not, wellies, not me. Yeah. <laughs> you had a very um, gassy meal last time, not But yeah, no, so um, my initial thing was, the first and foremost was the feeling of, um, like you said, being self-aware and actually understanding that, telling yourself, like, you know, you're actually on your phone a bit too much, Joe. Like, and, and that's not a bad thing, but you're, you're on it for the wrong, you know, you're not actually doing anything productive and you're not, you're not doing anything that's actually going to help yourself in the long, long term. Once I kind of, in a way, had that, as corny as it sounds, had that conversation with myself yeah. and sort of came to that sort of self-realisation, then I could start putting things into place. And when I, f I first started, I, I went too hard and I actually started to, you know, I, I completely removed my phone from the room and I would, I would um, put these ridiculous timers on my phone, which would be unrealistic, um, which didn't help. It's like, I think with anything, like, with... From what I mean, I, I could consider myself like a phone addict. Like I feel like I had an addiction to social media and scrolling and things like that. And I think with that, you've got to kind of wean yourself off it slowly. But I think if you make like in like big changes straight away, it it didn't help me. It's a withdrawal. Me. You get withdrawals because yeah, your because yeah. your brain, you know, your brain is is looped into this dopamine wire, yes. this dopamine circle, and so yeah. all of a sudden you're taking this dopamine hit away from your body and it can actually make people feel really down and low yeah. and you go yeah. oh my god I need to get back to my phone because yeah. we'll get back to this because it makes you feel really low so I think it is it's definitely doing it gradually isn't it it's yeah. kind of and for most people um you know that can be just having like reasonable screen time yeah. things on they're not going crazy with it but yeah. just slowly looking at how much you're spending and yeah. slowly decreasing it I guess well, what I did was I, I actually started to these like I put these like big things in place but yeah. then actually afterwards I'd, I was then reward myself just like for going a day without, you know, by putting you know, an unrealistic target in place, I then reward myself by being on my phone even more than I normally would. Yeah. And I sort of looked back at that and thought, that's kind of actually not, you know, that's actually being even more counterproductive. It's like yeah. you're trying to stop yourself from saying completely, which is not, it was, which for me wasn't getting the balance right. Yeah. Um, but so then I gradually did it, you know, I, I put my phone rather than sort of completely get rid of my phone from the, the room completely, I just put it across the room. So, yeah. you know, it meant that rather than pick up the phone first in the morning and stay in bed and scroll, I actually had to get out of bed, you know, and then go over to turn my alarm off. And then when I was up, I'm like, okay, right now I'm up. Just go now and either go for a run or go and, you know, start cooking breakfast or making breakfast or whatever. To avoid that kind of to like avoid that for sitting yeah, there on the phone. Yeah, exactly. And then other things, like I, I did put the timers on. I still, to this day, have timers on on my phone, but I just made it a bit more realistic. Like you can snooze it if you need to. So it's like, but I sort of gave myself like two hours of, of like social media time on on like per app type thing, yeah, which yeah, is still yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. But I knew that you, if, it is your it is your job. As yeah, well, exactly. But, I mean, so it literally I, is your yeah. work. So. So, I, so I put the timers on, but I would, but in that t if I knew I had a certain amount of time, 
And to begin with, I'd always go over and be like, oh, damn it, I didn't actually get much work done. So it was a very, very sort of trial and error process of finding how long works for me. But then I got to a point where I sort of found what works right. And then I made sure then I was like, right, okay, it encourages me to get my the work that I need to get done. That actually first. makes a lot of sense. And not just you're just capping your time, you're, you're basically training your brain to actually be genuinely productive on yes. this. So if you're going to use it, like I only have this much time, so yeah. let's actually do something with it. Or if you're going to enjoy something, let's go on and actually watch a bit of content that I really want to watch it, rather it, than just scrolling. Exactly. I think I think we're we're also in a time now where you, we've got so much like we've, if we think back to when we would have been eight or nine, like in our sort of like early years before getting into teenagers, there was VHS shops. Yeah. And you go there on a Friday and you pick out the video you want to watch for the weekend. And, and you, you check to make sure it's re, re, the last person who had it rewound it. And, you'd have the, the, and they always didn't, so you had to rewind it yourself. But it's yeah, that thing of like, there it. wasn't that much choice. But like nowadays, we have so much choice at our fingertips. We've got, you know, we've got four or five different streamers. We've got, got things like YouTube. We've got all these social media things, which are now pumping out like really high-end content that is yeah. designed to keep yeah, you engaged sure. and sort of just on your screens all this time. So... So it's also like we're, it's, it's difficult because we are in that time where we have so much choice. So, so much. much choice, yeah. So. And some of it isn't choice as well because you are being kept, you're not just actually actively deciding to participate in videos and content, you're actually being drawn in. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, they're saying click, click me, click me or watch me, yeah. yeah. So, um, but also like incorporating things like walks. I mean, even in London, I was, I, I live quite close to the river. So I would always go for walks on the river, I'd go to my local park. And just having that time and, and also like putting my phone like in that moment still taking my phone with me but in like pocket. putting it onto do not disturb things like that and you can even tailor it so like you can only receive you'll only get like notifications or or receive calls from people that um you, that, you, that you actually want to hear from yeah so if it's like from. family or like people yeah that are so important. the important calls come through yeah so using it in a way in, a, in an ironic way using tech to your advantage actually Again, a huge thank you to Fitflop, who sponsored this week's episode. We've got to the end of our stomp today. And as always, my feet are happy because I've been supported by my Vitamin FF trainers. Make sure to head to fitflop.com to choose stomping shoes you know you can count on. Thank you so much for listening to part two of this episode, me and Joe Sugg. If you enjoy the stomp and you're continuing, head over to part three now. And if not, I'll see you very soon. Well done.